All right, and in three, two, one. <laughs> this is literally our fourth time rolling. I, I I tried to spruce up the joint with some new cables, new, and then boom, camera didn't work, audio didn't work. It's chaos to the point where I'm almost behind the. I'm almost in the dad seat because Kenzie's wearing her dad shirt. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna really give it a go. We give it a shot. And if not, I don't you're, even know. You're so frustrated. You've forgotten that you have an intro or anything you have I to do. Hi, no I'm no intro. My oh, name's yeah, Tyler yeah. Donis. Who are you? I've been Donis. on the show a couple I've times always before. Said Donis. I know, and I've corrected you, but that's okay. Donis. Yeah, Donis. Yeah. Is that I mean, a, it's a gen- generational, actually. Like, no, it's um, uh, German, Russian. German. German, Russian. German. So I guess I'll have to redo the mini ad. These are uh, Metolius Hemp CBD. There you go. Joints. You're a dying breed of cigarette smoker, though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> literally just reenact all i mean we, we've been we've been filming for about was used diametric okay, what, else, what else do oh we do? man the, the, i'm wearing a, i love someone we're with not doing shirt. that oh, we're not again. doing that one <laughs> people just listen to the audio what's going on here man they'll get caught up they'll get, get caught, caught up. up but anyways yes you want to formally introduce yourself for yeah i mean i'm fine I'm, I'm tyler donis i have a couple other podcasts one of them is being this person kind of on a kind of on a vacation like you went for a little while yeah. and the other one is ruined heroes which is really? irreverent and and not for everyone but it's three white dudes behind microphones what the fuck right. do you expect classic and, yeah. and if i have it right in my notes you talk about race the entire time oh yeah every single episode <laughs> every is entirely episode. about the clan we did do a two-parter on the clan there was so much fucking information on the Do you clan. have like a member on as like a, a guest no. show? Oh, just no, you no, three. No, hell yeah, just the three of us. You have them on. Well, what if you bullied him the whole time? Then it wouldn't be like supporting the clan. Right. You know? Right. But have I, I'm you look not, like old bitch. No, we have dinner together when we're done recording. I'm not going to have dinner together with somebody from the clan at my awkward. house. I'm just not. So you're scared that he's convincing or like, why, why, why not? I just, <laughs> not my kind of people, <laughs> I mean, man. You like, there, there's a line you got to draw. And yeah. I'm sorry, coming in in robes is where I'm going to draw that line. <laughs> we actually, two episodes ago, I was wearing a Pope outfit. She was wearing a priest outfit. So we did wear robes. The guest, <laughs> the guest was a cop, so we didn't have a. We didn't. We weren't going to do costumes this time. We we figure once every like once every dozen shows or so, we're going to costume up. But I need eventually. I want that entire wardrobe to be full of costumes. Uh, it's a dream I have. Costumes it's not hard expensive. to achieve once you. It is hard to achieve. No, actually, I mean again, we're back to the thrift stores. Another thing we talked mm. about in one of our false starts. Um, you just keep your eyes on there. Yeah. Lots of shit. But man, if you try to buy costumes, and but then you have a don't be afraid costume. to shop in the women's department because there's oh, some I'm great not. stuff. Most yeah. of my pants are women's pants. I mean, one of my best hoodies came from the women's department. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how sweaty people get in costumes though? Like I don't think it's a costume of all things that I'm gonna thrift because one, you can't really wash them or it wrecks it, and two, people get sweaty in costumes. They're made of all polyester. It can't breathe. I, I did I did festivals for so many years. All my costumey stuff. Like I've got. Full body suits and shit that I don't have any need for anymore because I don't do that scene what anymore. What kind of festivals? The, the oh, I did country fair and, and nice. those kind of things. You seem like a country fair person. I was a country fair person. Mixed right? with that, not to just recap and make the entire episode your last appearance, but <laughs> last appearance was even named the the trials and tribulations of a polyamorous orgy vendor. Right. So those are all some other festivals. Those do they are even call them festivals? festivals? What do they call um, them? Yeah, uh, frequently festivals or um, conventions, conventions. You know, cons. Everybody's got a con nowadays, which just makes it sound dirty. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't need to be conned by a comic. Can we change the name? Yeah, someone's doing stand-up comedy at a big orgy. There's like 200 people, all sweaty, oiled up with with avocado oil slipping I don't know around. That stand-up is going to be the thing they're shooting oh, for. Yeah. But what if it was like Bill Burr, like a big comedian? You'd be like, everyone's like kind of like. Like, everyone's, like, kind of getting flashed, and they're, like, paying attention. This is pretty funny. I, I could see Stan Hope pulling it off, maybe. Stan but <laughs> Honestly, could you imagine being a, a stamp comedian at a 200-person orgy? Like, you would have a lot of content to talk about. It wouldn't, But it wouldn't work. You'd have content for your next show, but you wouldn't have content for right there. For that show. Yeah, you're yeah. calling people out. And, people and start the people fighting. Are, yeah, people are not into watching you. They're into their own. Think about it. They're in their own sexy world. Like, they don't want. 
Do you have videos you of you at one of these? Like like behind the booth and like, there's you... pictures of me in my booth all over the place. I want to find one so bad. You say that, but you're you're a moderately <laughs> private guy. Like a lot of places, like on Facebook and stuff, or maybe not Facebook. You you go by pseudonyms. Right? I used to. I started changing that. Yeah. Any reason? Why do you want to be uh, more public? Well, I'm I'm self enjoyed now as opposed to working for somebody else. Nice. And so my name out there is helpful, and it just made it. You know, that, and I, I did it because I just never quit doing it from the earlier days of the of the internet. So, you know, 99, 2000, I always had a fake name. Are we actually still recording or have we lost it again? Oh, my God. <laughs> as soon as we see your swipe. I saw her move. Yeah, I was just, like, oh, I'm crap. Just taking a <laughs> we're peek. freaking out. You should. Keep checking. Cause we're, we're it, it appears like we're good. <laughs> nice. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. We Holy should. cow. So, so, anyhow, that's why I did it is I just never quit doing it. I always had fake names on the internet. And then, you know, fear started to go away and the Internet got to the point where it knows all about your private life anyhow. And you just kind of throw caution to the wind and go. I also figure that, you know, anything that I was doing is illegal is was doing legal. Yeah. And they legalize most of the other crap. I mean, you're sitting here advertising for a cannabis product on a on a podcast live yeah doing doing drugs and i mean cbd is almost not really a drug but yes i get the point cbd i call a little bit more of a medicine not that i don't call marijuana medicine medicine. i call all drugs medicines man well true (laughs) (laughs) they all have their place right i'm just taking adderall (laughs) it's medicine This is literally staying up till 3 a.m. No, reorganizing Adderall is medicine until you start using it recreationally, and then it becomes a drug. Which is what, two doses in? <laughs> like you take it, that was a fun fucking, no, Adderall becomes, uh, stops being a medicine about 15 minutes after taking it. Honestly, it just becomes, well, this is one of the most, uh, most amounts of dopamine I've had in my entire life. <laughs> it's one I haven't done, but I don't do pharma drugs normally. No? I've done lots of... Um, experimental and and those kind of things yeah 2cb that's yeah. the one that 2cb i love 2ci i love 2ct2 is fantastic the alexander shulgin's creation all the shulgin's i want to try them more read than his books do the p call and t call yeah re- no do. read them i <laughs> i may um the whole thing is i'm like those are so interesting to buy because i'm gonna go to someone hey you have 2cb almost no one would know what it was and they'll right. probably just sell you whatever they have and be like eh, this is 2cb and it's like it's kind of hard to test for those ones as far as i'm aware it is it's difficult to get them road tested they have to send them away to very specific labs. So get this. Back when this. I was buying them, yeah. I would order them direct to my doorstep from China. It was legal still. Wow. Wow. That was so cool. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that day is long gone now. Mm-hmm. Like they, they passed all the synthesis drugs and, and anything that's close no longer. But, but back then it was really cool. Like I can't get MDMA over the counter, but you know what I can get? Two C B pretty close. <laughs> yeah. That's nutty to think about that. Well, wait, what year did that stop happening in? Oh, I wanna say like two thousand four, two thousand five is mm. when it started getting really hard, I think. Because they like they made wow. I mean I'm dude, I'm old. Seriously. You remember How old that? are I you? Got gray in my hair. I honestly couldn't guess your age. Some people are like simultaneously <laughs> every age at once. It's because I look like a pirate. Um, I'm forty eight. Nice. Yeah. That's really good age. That's actually pretty much the next door neighbor's age. Yeah. Um, what's the best or the worst thing you've known about growing older? Because I'm I just turned twenty four and I see memes that say my favorite childhood memory is no chronic back pain and I laugh at them already. I'm like, what am I gonna <laughs> think in twenty years, man? Right. Fuck. Yeah, my kid is your age and he's like his knee's been busted up a number of times from athletics yeah. and he's all, his knees are already hurting. I'm like, dude, you get it's gonna get worse. Ugh. Worst thing about aging the memory doesn't work the same way it used to. Yeah? That might be the drugs and drinking that, you know. Probably. They, they probably didn't help. Yeah. Are you a drinker? <laughs> do, you, do you enjoy? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Would you want to take a shot of rum? 
I would drink a shot of rum. Would you? We have about yeah. a shot left. Put it on three. Would you go grab two glasses really quick? <laughs> I've never sent her off, but now I'm like, oh my, yeah. this is massively Wait, underutilized. You, you got it. You picked up a producer and bar staff while Crazy, I was gone. Isn't it? I know. I only have a little bit left. I initially bought because the first time I ever started drinking on the show. You've been on the show. Never yeah. really drank or did anything. I had beers the first time. You had beers. Yeah. Uh, it was at a U of O building, so like yeah. Legally, so we couldn't really yeah. say much about it. But pretty much like five episodes into doing it here, I was like, I guess I can camera switch. Um, look at this. Crazy. Um, <laughs> um, a couple episodes in, I was like, why don't I just buy alcohol? I'm over 21, and yeah. it's my fucking house. So I bought a bottle of vodka and a bottle of rum, and the first guest left with the bottle of vodka, and so <laughs> we only have rum left. <laughs> and the, the other guest was... He was a pretty surprisingly drinker. So we can almost just split it 50-50 and I'm then good with that. sip it. Because I figured drink it earlier on in the show, so by the time you're leaving... That's funny because I, when I record at my house, I offer people whatever, you know, because like I said, I've got the sister that works at the tea company, so I've always got tea around. Yeah. I've got nice coffee around. I keep water around. And I've always got alcohol around. Like, Look at me. I can only offer whatever people you want. CBD joints. Doesn't even get you high. <laughs> well, you're fixing it. You're, yeah. you're, giving, me, you're giving me liquor. Here, it's probably yeah. about party Let's shots. make some bad mic noise. There you Clink. go. <laughs> All right. Salute. Mm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> So anyhow, where were, you got me all distracted with um, offering drinks. and Again, so when we went to the store and bought this, there was uh, a person behind the counter. Do you drink whiskey at all? Oh, yeah. And I tell the guy, I'm like, what's your favorite bottle here to bring home? And I don't like whiskey. He's like, well, I'm a whiskey drinker. You probably just had really shitty stuff. I'm like, what was the name of it? It was like Branson's or Blanton's or something like that. Okay. And he's like, Blanton's? I haven't even had Blanton's. That's a rarity because like some like like pretty well off person just had it around. He's like, well, you have to try this. Like, I don't care if you don't like whiskey or never tried it before. Cause then I really drank it and it was really, really shitty. <laughs> no, it was okay. But it's just like, actually I will, I will kind of agree with you on that. Yeah. I'm kind of a, a mid shelf whiskey guy. Nice. That's what I like. It's yeah. kind of the middle shelf, the 30, $40 bottle. Um, and I've gone and I've done whiskey flights and you know, like 40 bucks for three, one third shots. So 40 bucks for a shot of whiskey wow. essentially. Right. And just so you can taste the high-end stuff. And it always just tastes like fucking jet fuel to me at that yeah. level. Crazy. I'm like, I'm, like, I don't get any oak. I don't get any peat. I don't None get any sweetness. It. It's just like, you know, I, I'm saving myself a whole lot of money by having crappy taste, apparently. Yeah. Um, That's a lot of things in life. The cheaper taste you can have, the more things you can enjoy. Yeah, you should see all my exes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I guess you probably have a lot more than the average. May have been a little rough, but (laughs) (laughs) you hear me? You you just like start calling him out by names. But I mean, as a as a yeah, right. Somebody's Google searching me, and they listen to this, and now I'm getting car bombed. It might be. Hopefully not that. But your 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 second episode was called Trials and Tribulations of a Polyamorous Orgy Vendor. So which means you keep going back to keep going back to. I don't even know. Honestly, I don't remember which was the first, second, or third take. So I may have said it in this take. But anyways, um, (laughs) this is the first time on. Possibly any podcast I've ever had to restart more than once. Hey, well, again, I'm taking the blame because you know you had somebody in the room that understood technical difficulties. Yeah, but anyway, th- I appreciate that. Yeah, if this happened, you with, to like, work uh, the bugs out with somebody who understands. Thank God. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I mean, thinking about your exes, you probably have a lot more than the average folk. Being polyamorous, you probably I just have like a handful. Free flowing, anyone no, just no, free no. love, I was, I was dirty hippie. I was a goon hippie. as a child, man. I was. What's a goon? I well, a kind of geeky. Mm. You know, I was a band geek. So really? there's that, yeah. What a Band shift. and theater and stuff. Yeah. And well, I went to this, this is like Band what geek. an old rock star wears, right? Yeah. <laughs> Band geek. I don't know if you've been on the internet lately. No. I'm not Fred Durst or something, but still. Band uh, Geek U sees a picture of you at a 200-person orgy. That's me in 10 years? 
<laughs> you hey, and ten years looks at him. Yeah, you don't know. People got it on at Bandcamp. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not just a movie. <laughs> Those people get freaky deaky. And mm. why do you think there's such a high population of of gender fluid people in theater arts? Right? Yeah. It's a comfortable place. They're happy and they're people bigger shit out in those places, man. Yeah. Let me tell you. I've only been in that situation once. I took a theater class at uh, LS, or at OSU, and that was the one class I fell asleep in multiple times. It was small. We all sat around I fell one table. in a theater class? Late college. I started doing all-nighters like three or four times a week. And it, at a certain point, because again, Adderall, um, I started <laughs> realizing, like, man, this is not good for my mental health. Like, no. Fuck. But then anyway, so I was like, those people are like, they're too, there's a certain level of like artsy and like fluid, which is like, there's nothing solid there, you know? Like, you have to, like, have some level of, like, I don't know. People who, like, talk about, like, nature and guy and energy all this time, like, sometimes it's really fun when it's, like, oh, person you least expect, like, talks about energy and, like, you know, stuff like communing and all that stuff. But it's, like, when a person's whole personality is, like, this weird fluid nature of, like, believing in this stuff that I'm, like, it's fluff. It's a lot of fluff. Uh, woo-woo. It's a classic woo-woo. word. Classic. Yeah. Classic yeah. word. I, I agree with you. I mean, but it's nice to see people have an understanding or at least an acceptance or, or have a, you know, Dove into it a little bit. Look at it. Yeah. Were you ever gender fluid? I, I mean, <laughs> was I ever? Am I? St- I mean, like, are you still? They, we didn't have words for it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so I grew up being whomever I am. Yeah. And and I'm I'm bisexual because that's the word I used when I was a kid, and so yeah. I've just stuck with it. Boomer. Works out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> terminology is from more hey, than like five Hey, Gen X ago. all the way. Yeah. I am smack in the middle Gen X. Dude, nice. I went to Lollapalooza's. I did, nice. yeah, like straight Gen Xer. Yeah. You're like that cool older figure. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause there's the younger the old person is, the cooler they are. That's actually a really good way of phrasing it. Yeah. Like, honestly, I would say everyone between about, like, mm, early 20s to late 50s has the same mindset where they're just like, oh, my God, this isn't going to last forever. Let's have fun. Let's be nice to everyone. And then as soon as people, like, start hitting a certain age, they're like, I need to hoard resources. I need safety and security. And it's just like, damn, it puts you in that mindset, too. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not saving very much either. I don't have a 401K or anything. I'm like, we're all of us in the middle are in it together. I don't know, man. Gen X was by and large very very disillusioned like we were the first nihilistic yeah. generation like we literally wore t-shirts proudly that said loser on them like loser. that it was a sub pop t-shirt you know yeah. if you were into the sub pop culture which meant seattle grunge rock at all yeah. you knew at least eight people with the loser t-shirt like you we were that seattle? way was that you grew up in seattle no i grew up in well i was born and raised in denver and then i grew up in the Willamette Valley here, Salem area, but nice. we'd go to Seattle for shows. We'd go to Portland for shows. It was, I mean, it was a hot time for music in the Pacific Northwest. Now is not, especially with COVID. Kenzie and I never <sighs> drive any more than like two hours away. I was supposed to go to a comedy show three days ago and that's gone, you know? Really? Like, yeah. Brutal. You, laughing out loud amongst a crowd right now, not a great plan. Yeah, good point. But I mean, it sounds good for the heart and soul. Like, honestly. It was going to be my first show back. I hadn't been to a show since. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we've been out really to any public. No, one. We went to Blair Alley and I'm like, the entire time I've been at Co- Have you been They're to Blair They're pretty Island? aware. They're pretty Are aware, they? Folks. You say that. That's the one yeah. time in my life really? that I've felt like, because I'm like, I'm, I'm very, I'm like, oh, the COVID things are like way too strict and blah, 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 blah. But I was at Blair Alley and there's like 200 people in a non-ventilated room. It is like, kind of a hot box of a room. What's going on here? I'm like, that's the one time where I'm like, this isn't safe. Also for my ears. It's so loud. Why does no one tell the memo to like these <laughs> clubs and things? So it's like, hey, maybe don't play it at a deafening level like and then they're like everyone in there has some hearing damage from last night they were there and they're like 
Well, that that's not allowed. It needs to be for them to hear. You it. definitely wouldn't have made it in the nineties. I don't think I would. Have. <laughs> There's yeah. no way. Brutal. Everybody I know has ten- tinnitus. We all have a constant Oof. ringing. We make jokes about it. I'm just, I watch TV with the subtitles on because I can't hear shit. That's so funny. <laughs> I can't watch TV with subtitles because I read them the whole time, I, even though I hear them. It distracts me. It yep. distracts the fuck yep. out of me. I'm like, I can't even turn them off in my brain. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch the show and I like zoom back. My into attention the words. just immediately goes to the words. That's where Crazy. the information is. Yeah, it's where information. I've been taught that throughout my life. Yeah. Is all the information is where the words are. It's not necessarily what somebody's saying people are weirdly attuned to information like when you're talking to someone they're like low input like a lot of what they're saying is like platitudes and like this boring stuff you kind of tune out but when something everyone's everything that someone says is kind of like high value information it's like gravitational you know you're like whoa what's going on with this person can you restate that because i don't know if i understand what what because you just kind of went yeah so like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, like i've talked to you before you do that but yeah you're talking to someone and a lot of what they're saying is like oh i've heard someone else say this before oh, this is, like, a boring quip or, like, something. But, like, someone says something completely out of Like, for an example. Okay. Yeah. Like, I see where you're going And some now. people don't like it. Like, we're an example where, like, some public company or, like, not public company. Some company ships something that's, like, a, an energy drink or, like, some health drink to someone. And the box came done, like, kind of messed up. And they're like, mm, you should send, like, a nice uh, email to them. I'm like, you should sue them. Like, you should kill them. <laughs> and the people are like, whoa. But I'm like, that's so much funner than just saying, like, the boring <laughs> thing that everyone thinks in their mind. And they're like, well, That's also how you get out of control and in trouble i mean you gotta yeah. you gotta think that one you gotta take that quick second to make sure that is this the right crazy thing to say yeah but as you long know? as you, yeah i mean you don't make like way out of um way out of line jokes have their place a surprising they, amount they if do. they land boom you know well you gotta know your audience. and you gotta really read the room you know yeah. i have a certain crowds that i will lay different jokes down on because i know that i'm not going to be yeah. You know, a, I'm not on a microphone, yeah, so I'm not going to end up on the him. fucking news for what I'm about to say. Yeah. And, and B, I know that they'll take whatever I'm doing. And you ever get offended? Like, what would it take to offend a person like you then? If it was very just free spirit and like, you know. I get touchy about word use now because I'm so aware of it myself. Really? I mean, spending so much time on mic, I try, you know, like what? I've tried to remove um, retard from my vocabulary. Yeah. Or I've tried to use the word crazy. I qu- I've tried to quit using crazy to define yeah. people. Crazy is cool to define a situation, but it hits home for people. Yeah. And so just having that awareness, you know, that I'm going to say bananas or bonkers or zany mm-hmm. or something instead. Yeah. Um, hmm. Wait, what about orgy? Throws you off, like the way I use it, because like I, I, no, I just think it's funny that oh, you're so fascinated with it's it. A, it's, <laughs> I think everyone who like knows someone, because I mean, I can't even imagine. It. I'm like, wait, there's so many people. I'm like, normally when I'm in a group of more than five people, I like kind of hide out into the corner. So I'm like, what if everyone was naked and I was naked? I'm like, oh my god, that would be my nightmare personally. Like you'd have to have such a level of extroversion to feel at home, and maybe it's an environment again I've never been in. So like it, it, it triggers you when people like mention it or when people joke around about it, or like what about orgies? It doesn't bother you? me. You just said, I said what what would offend you, and you said people talking about orgies. No, I said I, I get a little bit weird about words once in a while. Word use. Uh, what's word a better use. word for orgy? I don't know if there's a better word for orgy. I was talking about words like crazy, man. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, that's one of uh, rule number two. Don't say anything about bad, bad about Kanye. He was a big proponent of what? Like, not using con- not using crazy and don't stuff like that. Don't say anything about bad account. Not a single I'm not, thing. Oh, sorry, it was nice to talk to you. It was. <laughs> but it's funny that you're repping a very similar brand in, in terms of like being very aware of everyone has mental health. And right. like, it's a spectrum of like, how healthy are you? Or how much help do you need? Or like, what tools do you need in your tool belt to fix it? He's very against people using crazy and stuff like that. Well, I hear that. And I, you know, it, all, all joking aside, I'll respect him as a musician, but the guy has made some interesting news stories happen. Yeah. Like, come now. That's his job. That's his job. <laughs> At some extent, you got to understand, like, how do you stay in the yeah, public eye yeah, for 20 but years? Yeah, but I think there could be better 
use of his publicity. I think he could really like. Okay, so for instance, Miley Cyrus does a really good job of bringing using her publicity and her public f- persona to promote some pretty decent stuff. She's huge into women rights. She's huge in the Ooh. LGBTQ community. <laughs> She's really doing a good job to use her fame for something that I think is more helpful but that's so than much Kanye more and. And all the we watch them as like <laughs> these crazy things where you're like it's like NASCAR. It's yeah, like, part of it is that he's all tied in with the Kardashians. I don't yeah, think it well, would be quite anymore. as nuts. But it's kind of like, ooh, are they going to crash and burn? Is their whole career and their life going to fade? Or if it's like they're just like literally just kind of like complaining and trying to like use it as like this is a teaching moment. Every time I have a platform, I'm like switch. Kind of like nature documentaries used. To, David Attenborough used to be like, here's this cool, cool, cool thing. And pretty much the last five years, every nature documentary is like. And that's why climate change is going to kill this panda bear. <laughs> I have to turn it off. I don't like people using. Yeah. Can't do it. It can't do it. It's like so. They're I'm nature like, conservationists. I don't want my. That's the biggest thing in their face yes. all the time. That's their major message. I that's get what they that they want to do. But I understand maybe you're not going to have Greta Thunberg on your show, but seriously, you can listen to the folks once in a while. No, if if I <laughs> if I'm trying to numb out, I'm trying to like, all right, society's enough stress and anxiety or whatever the fuck it is. I want to numb out and look at someone who's just pure chaos and fun and bam, like you know babbling and stuff like that. I don't want them to like look into the camera and be like, so anyways, that's why one in four children are sexually abused. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? You're supposed to be making me laugh right here, not making me like, I should go out and change society. I mean, at some point we have to be able to shut it off and be like, this figure in my life is just purely for fun. You know, like comedians, like they don't have to get political ever. Uh, they, a lot of the really good ones do. Which like, one? I don't know if you've seen Bill Burnham's Inside, which is really good. I stopped listening to him actually. Like once he started <laughs> getting political, we may just be on different ends. He took of the spectrum. five years off. He came back. This is all about his mental health. It's a pretty fucking amazing thing. It's, and and the other one that I compare it to is is um, Hannah Gatsby's Nanette. Did you say Bill Burr's Inside or Bo Burnham's? No, Bo Inside? Burnham's Inside. Mm. I think Kenzie watched that. What do you think of it? Half of it. It's it's That's incredible. That's always a good sign. It's a well, it's a one man show, and it's it's incredible. And he's a very talented man, and he does delve into some very interesting mental health topics. Yeah, I don't think anyone who's has millions and millions of dollars is allowed to have a mental health problem. Uh-huh. They obviously are, <laughs> but like to some extent, I think having men, millions and millions of dollars creates mental health problems. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's and when you yeah. when you become a billionaire, you become a genuine sociopath. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how do we get there then? Uh, I mean, if like, I could figure out how to be a billionaire, I wouldn't be sitting here. Like a lot of people, like Billie Eilish, they that's make their not whole true. brand. I might still do it. You might still do it. Very kind. Um, a lot of uh, like Billie Eilish. Don't is she just say an anything example. bad about my girl Billie? Well, I like her music, but she love makes it music. like, oh, like poor me, I'm a millionaire. It's like, mm. I. I can, can agree with the poor me thing. Like she, d- like she and her brother put that first album together in their parents' house, like totally supported. And it's not a schlubby house while going to private school and shit. I agree. I d- maybe there doesn't need to be the poor me. I'm downtrodden. But hey, thing, but she's anxious. She does make some damn fine music. Yeah, but like, how much to what extent is that encouraging album, other people album. to also be anxious? Like, what you consume is kind of what you put into your headspace. And if like, oh, look at her. She's a multimillionaire. And she's stressed. Maybe I should be stressed. Or like, all of her songs kind of encourage like. Do you think it's that, or do you think it's just awareness? Like she's making the content that people want, rather than she's or shifting just, the public just perception. People becoming aware because they are able to see someone and identify with them, and identify some of those same behaviors or personality traits, and look at themselves and go, "Oh shit, maybe I do have some anxiety." A little self-diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. Just because <laughs> they're able to be to be connected to somebody else, and and I mean, we live in a pop culture society. There's no denying that. Yeah. So you look up to the people on the TV when you find out that you know one of the Helmsworths isn't as happy about his looks as he could be. You're yeah. like, 
supposedly one of the prettiest people on the planet, and I I can kind of understand a little dysmorphia from that. You know, in like, the words of Kelly from The Office, if he's not handsome, then I'm not handsome, and I'm gonna go <laughs> kill myself. Right. You know, like I'm like <laughs> I, I think those people should be very well of the stature that they have in reality, and just be like, hey, I'm really lucky to be here. Um, I'm sure like my like everyone goes through like ups and downs in life. Hypothetically, I push back a lot against that, but like I think encouraging stuff like that, like encouraging, yeah, everyone has low points in their life may be detrimental it's like i think there's a possibility that people can be radically happier than they ever like are and not have bouts of depression do you go through depression yeah 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 why uh, i mean lately it's the fucking fear of the unknown this whole self-employment thing classic is striking out in the fear of the unknown and like you do everything you can but it's still not moving as quickly as you'd want kind of situation and it just becomes this overwhelming snowball of well i why even get out of bed? I don't know what I can do to make it any better today. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the phone to ring with money on the other end of it. Wow. You know? Good point, yeah. And, and it can really, I mean, I'm a pretty so strong in other person. Words, it's not normal for me to go through this, but yeah. but I do go through bouts of In other words, money. all your depression would go away if you are a millionaire. <laughs> You're literally <laughs> proving my point. Hey, what makes you anxious? Uh, uncertainty about job stuff, money, blah, blah, blah. Like classics, oh, pretty man. much everyone. And just after you being like, no, millionaires have even more Dude, mental you health you led problems. me down that path on purpose. That was a dick Because oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's everyone. Like seriously, if you had millions of dollars, what would you even have to worry about right now? You'd probably have to find something. You I'd know? have to worry about who was taking care of my millions of dollars. Yeah, good point. I mean, I honestly, have to find somebody I trust to take care of it because I'm yeah. really shit at math and checkbook and all that kind of stuff. That's not checkbook. I would be, it would be like, yeah, it'd be like two days till I didn't have millions of dollars anymore if yeah. I was in charge of it. So there's worry number one. There's something to that in the sense that like before I ever met Kenzie, I'm like my like stress and anxiety in terms of like per- interpersonal relationships are like, oh, I really want to find a partner. And now that I'm like, oh, I have someone who I'm really happy with. Now I'm like, oh, hopefully she or I don't get hurt. You know, it's like maybe there is always some basic level of something there but to what point does having that worry help like it seems like the minute that i'm like oh you know what i'll find someone i find someone boom she came into my life immediately we found each other and the same when i'm like i think worrying doesn't actually tend to help a situation uh, i'll give you that i find that you. that worry for me actually works <laughs> because sometimes delving into that in my head helps me find a new solution or a new answer or a new path i can try or something i haven't done before yeah and i think that's how that impulse works for me mm-hmm. maybe it's how i've learned to use it maybe yeah I mean, but you could because i'm gonna have worries worry. anyhow why because the world just you're gonna worry i'm, I'm gonna not like, saying I i'm don't. worried about rolling over the stupid cable behind you me should i would be ridiculous <laughs> That's a valid. Uh, that's valid. <laughs> but like, like, like a lot of things is I'm just trying to like, I'm not saying I'm there. I'm not saying anyone in the world may be there. But I'm saying like, however worried you are, you've had times in life where you're less worried. Yes. And could you just keep reducing it to the point where you're not worried at all? Is there like It'd a, be really cool, Zen Master, if you could do really that. But cool. Buddha here hasn't taught me that one yet. Yeah, I think that's actually a Buddha statue. I don't know if this is Hindu or something. How much something. are you practicing, though? Yeah. Oh, Ooh. No. At least I meditate, unlike this idiot. I do- wow, you immediately <laughs> called me out on that. Shots Damn. fired. Wait, how, wait, do you meditate in terms of like, I just learned about these things called the Jahanas, which is what I'm most interested in meditating toward. No, I don't meditate. You have to have with, a goal I in don't mind meditate, meditate with direction. No, you do not. Um, my, my, well, okay. I guess if you want to get down brass tacks, yes, I do have a goal in meditation. It is to let my mind 
let my thoughts move freely through my mind without stopping on them. Without So maybe it is your avoidance or your worry or what have you. But to let that go through and just be an open lobby in a hotel yeah. and all those things can go through and then I can come back out. And frequently I realize that some of those thoughts went to their damn hotel room and I don't have to worry about them anymore. So what you're saying were those worries were invalid. Sometimes it's worries. Sometimes it's excitement that needs to be set aside. Why whatever. Would you, why would you want excitement to be invalid? Enjoy uh, it. You Enjoy can make some bad decisions when you're super excited, man. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How do you think most people get STDs? Bad decisions while they're super excited. Wow. I just make impulse buys. <laughs> get right? That's yeah, that's true. I like seriously. black out and I'm like, I got to go buy it right now. <laughs> it's only right. on sale for today. Yeah. So a package shows up on your doorstep. You're like, I, I don't know why I did this. Damn it. Yeah. I was on the best drug of all, <laughs> mania. <laughs> right? Really, though. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, very, very valid. I wonder if more bad decisions are made out of depression and like uh, sadness or more made out of like... Mm. I think overall being happier may make you more sustainable in life. Like obviously there's a lot like bipolar, like once you reach a level where you're out of touch with actually what's real in reality, that's when you get dangerous. But just being like, I'm like, I'm really happy and at peace. Like you probably want to buy less items when you're really happy. You probably want to. Yeah. I mean the, the buy impulse is just our need to get a serotonin feed, right? Yeah. Like, we just want to feel that I got my thing. That's why eBay did so well in the beginning. It's like, mm. gotta have that. Like I'm looking oh for that God. one transformer, oh, yeah. you know, and, and that excitement. I would. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's where it is right now is it's like the people that are addicted and they just watch last five minutes, click, 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 yeah. trying to get that thing and get that sugar rush, you yeah. know? I would literally um. kill someone if it gave me a little bit more serotonin. <laughs> 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 no, buying stuff, I mean, so what do you do in terms of like elevating your mood? Like if you're feeling down one day, you're like stuck in the, I think way early in the show, I used to call it like the glue trap. What do you personally do to elevate your mood and get away from that? I, I'd find something to do. I, I, talk myself to get out of bed, I take a shower, and I find a project. Mm. And just accomplishing something. And it can be the most menial, tiny task. Like take off. the garbage out. I no, mean, I said get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't jerk off standard just walking around While I'm walking down house. the hallway? Yeah. <laughs> I go over to your house. It's I like do live sticky. alone. <laughs> 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 I've been walking around naked. That's the joy of the second floor is I'm like, oh, we have no worries. Right? I'm like, oh, if I was on a first floor, all windows would have to be closed. I live in a very busy street. And I got black curtains, though, so life is fine. You have black curtains, but imagine if you could have them open, how sick that would be. You're just like I standing like I don't need like, that much south-facing window. At. I don't need that much sunlight in the house. That's part uh, of the reason there's curtains. I there. guess we only have a south-facing window, too. But again, you saw, you see, yeah. kind of seen our, this was supposed to be a bedroom, but I'm like, podcast room. Our living room is going to be our bedroom. So it's we, so we, cool, yeah, you got a studio apartment with a, with a podcast room. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I have a right? studio apartment with a god. That's a good way of thinking about it. And then she gets a room, too. So we each, it's like a two-bedroom apartment, yeah. but later, <laughs> neither of them are bedrooms. <laughs> living room, bedroom, and we each get a fun room for like whatever we want it to. Hey, it works out well. You know, yeah. my podcast room is what we would call it the um, the artist formerly known as Oberon's room because it was my kid's room. And once he moved out, I was like, mine. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> oh, my Come God. Come get your shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> It's in our deal like that because we just we when moving into here we each moved out of our parents' house and both of our parents were like nice more room for stuff and I'm like how much do you need because we're like I, I don't know like I'm almost scared of owning a house because it allows you to just start building up oh and, dude like, it does having stuff. I am weighed down by so much physical stuff yeah so like, I mean renting may be better in that way and that you have to stay light when I was renting I had a lot less stuff I was also in a different place in my life but I've lived in this house for twenty some years what place for you in your life so there? much shit in my house crazy why don't you throw it all away. Give it all away. Wait a minute. I'm not going to throw my piano away. I like to play it occasionally. Oh, I'll play piano? 
What's that? Yeah. Upright or, yeah. Yeah, I, it's a tiny house. I could not same. get. No, not a well, grand. That's one I'm a, thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm not going to throw the bass that's next to it or the two uh, guitars that are next to that or the giant things. amp that I think is crazy cool, but I don't play any stage gigs, so it's okay. It sounds like shit and has a weird crackle. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. I'm just not going to get rid of that stuff. There's such a difference between having an electric piano in a room and having an upright a or real, any sort of real piano. Real piano. Yeah. It's literally night and day difference. Like, an electric piano, okay, I have to turn it on, and it's this weird, like, all right, it's digital. And you just go blinkety blinkety yeah. and it makes noise and a couple of the keys are slightly out of tune and yeah. it has character. So and, much like yeah. a drum set. It's like electronic sucks for instruments. I've got to say it. There's a place for electronic drums, yeah. but it's as garbage. a portion it's of garbage, as the portion of a an no actual fire. set. Like an acoustic set with some electronic pads so you can affect noises oh, that yeah, you don't normally great. have. Oh, There's cool. a place for it. But in terms of like feeling good and like getting into a flow state by playing an instrument, you have to have that like natural, not like from a speaker, like from a from a little like a speaker, like you have to wear headphones when you have the uh, electric piano on and it's just like, this isn't not giving me any enjoyment no. whatsoever. I don't get the resonance through the room. That's what I don't get the is. sound of my voice with it, you yeah. know. And You sing? Uh, sing right now, I don't please. know. Does I'm Tom kidding. Waits sing? I have no <laughs> idea. Who I, Tom Waits again, is. back to the smoking and drinking. Yeah. I used to be able to sing pretty well. Now right. I just like gravel along. <laughs> gravel <laughs> along. It's funny. Literally, just today I woke up and I'm like, how am I going to spend? Because we were up to like 3 a.m. debating on if a podcast should come out or not with the next door neighbor. And he uh, he ended up posting on his own private channel. Right, right. Um, so it, didn't, it wasn't a part of my show because there was dog barks in it. And um, I immediately sent him a screenshot of me reporting it for it infringes upon my rights and then trying to take a copyright strike <laughs> against it. And then today I woke up because he had recorded the cover of The Gambler. He's like, uh, but it's like FUV related, like FUV Arkimoto, where it's like, uh, it's just had involved the, the, the company in it. So I did a cover of that and I stood in front of the projector covering where he was singing it. And I'm like, how do you like it with this way? How do you like it if I take over your life? Just fun stuff like Funny, that. Funny, but dick move. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> like, I see the humor, but it is a dick move. It is a dick move. There's a certain <laughs> amount of, like, love that I have being around other trolls and people who it's like, life's long and there's enough obnoxious stuff. So just have fun and fuck around with each other, you know? I I agree. and And that's why I do a lot of what I do. You know, and especially I don't know what you do. You're such a private person. I, no. You used to screen print. And <laughs> I now? used to manage a screen print shop. Now I am a sewing and sewing machine technician. Nice. That is my job. I have when I sit at my desk editing my podcast, I can without even moving see I think I'm up to seven machines. And that's just facing this way. Sewing what? Sewing Robes? all kinds. No, I'm not. I'm buying and re refurbing and selling wow. or repairing other people's machines. I don't. These aren't mine. These are like. Either got a deal on them and I'm going to put a, some work into them and resell wow. them or their machines I've taken in for like I got an 1896. Some guy went, came down from Tacoma. I was yeah. up in Portland picking up two machines on Saturday. Uh -huh. Some guy came down from Tacoma with a sewing machine from er, 1896 in his saddlebag of his motorcycle yeah. <laughs> to meet me in Portland with it because that's he thinks nuts. I'm the only guy around. I'm like, I spent weeks trying to convince this guy that there's somebody closer than Eugene to Tacoma that could do this. He's like, yeah. no, I just believe in you. But like so in a saddlebag. Yeah, I'm, yep, that's it's what I'm doing. I'm going to fix it up. Convince him not to yeah. bring it to you. Well, that's that's a crazy distance. There's a number of technicians between here and there yeah, can do but the it job. Matter. He wants to but he's like, I just sew? like talking to you, and I, you know, it's like, so yeah. Whatever. Oh, I like talking. Do you just fix sewing machines, or do you also sew? I have two uh -oh. things that I need to be sewn together. I started sewing when I was seven. I've been Early. sewing most of my life, which is why I'm a sewing, you know, why I'm a sewing oh, nice. machine technician. Forty-one years <laughs> of sewing. Yeah. 
So screen printing cool. was like you're cheating on it was, sewing. Well, no, I was I was running. Was I would I was fixing their embroidery machines and running their embroidery machines as well. That's crazy. I was I was the projection. I was the production manager. Yeah, you wear an, a, a non-elegant shirt like that's just a, a regular just shirt. A regular it's not like black. sewn. It doesn't have anything like special about nah. it. Nah. Like nah. a true designer. Yeah. I used to. Man, I dressed that way for years when I worked for Nordstrom. It's not my job anymore. You worked for Nordstrom. Yeah. Were you one of the five models years? Or that's hot. That's no, uh, I was a Hallstar. manager. I was a manager of the men's sportswear department. Nice. Man, Do you dude, I've had a bunch of lives, kid. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so you, you you've managed a screen printing shop. You've managed Nordstroms. Is there yep. something about like like? But now you have no people under you, isn't there? Like, do you enjoy or do you not enjoy managing? Depends on the atmosphere. Almost every job I've ever had, I've been in management. Wow. Put into management eventually. So, like when I was working for McMinimins, I ended up in management. When I was working for Nordstrom, I ended up in management. When I was working at the screen print shop, I ended up in management. When I was working at the fish market, I ended up in the closest thing there was to management. The fisherman's market right here? No, Newman's, oh. the, but the good one. Good. <laughs> Shots fired. That's funny. So wait, there you, dude. If you live in Eugene, there are two kinds of people. There's yeah. Newman's people and there's Fisherman's Market people. Why would people or <laughs> what what gravitated you toward uh, manager positions? Because I specifically, I'm like, I don't think I would ever have money. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm like, for me, I'm money. like, I hate dealing with people who like, are like. I raised my kid by myself. Anytime I can make more money by taking the management position, hell yeah. yeah. Mm. And in fact, the last job I had at the screen print shop, I spent the first three years, two years there, telling me, don't, telling him, don't you dare promote me. Okay. I like, I, I got this job because I want to just be the worker bee. Yeah. And then like the situation changed. He's like, I need you to be manager. You willing? I'm, and it was like a significant amount of money. And I'm like, I'd. But it, people yeah. just seem to have that faith in me for... You just really liked firing people, didn't you? No, there's a lot of dumb people who think that I'm good at managing, I guess. <laughs> so I hate firing people. Well, it's just so interesting to see, like, not a lot of people like, gravitate toward the exact same thing every position they have, yeah. but every Always job you've been in, I'm like, whoa, what? I guess probably your resume is just, like, managerial experience yeah. everywhere. Yeah, and it's, like, five years at this job moving into wow. management. Five years at this job moving... I got, like, six entries on my on my resume since I was 16 years old, 17 years old or something. But now you're on your own. You don't even no, use your I'm resume, not. do you? <laughs> what I'm going to do, send it to myself? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I do have more than one email address. I could pretend I'm applying for my job. That's but... so funny. <laughs> you like being on your own? Because you're your own manager in many ways. You got to be your own. You ride your own ass. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, not enough. Yeah, I do. I mean, there's a lot of freedom. Like, I, I can just randomly schedule, sure, I'm going to go play on a podcast. Or my kid gets off early from work. Let's go fishing. Or, nice. you know, I'm going to go visit some friends. But the other times, you know, it's like... It, anything happens is on me and I'm barely afloat you know like don't yeah. don't make this sound grandiose I'm new I'm less than a year into this thing yeah. and I'm barely afloat and there's some big changes coming soon that are gonna make it a little harder to be afloat so um, COVID changes or what kind of changes? No, just just I have a resources running out mm, classic yeah exactly runway. and and once that's gone it's gonna be even harder so I'm yeah. starting to think like what can I do that's super chill part-time work? Like, I'm thinking Absolutely. about, like, part-time at a dispensary. What more chill job? Nice. Like, they either are high yeah. or they're about to be high. Yeah. It, and and then I'm like, and, and straight up approach it. Again, don't make me a manager. Yeah. I want to work part-time. Yeah. I got a business I'm running. Like, nice. I want to be here three days a week, I maybe. I slang weed, man. Yeah, yeah. Nice. just something. And, and I I mean, I worked the black market and the weed market for 20-some years. It's not wow. like I'm unexperienced. Growing, buying, selling. You can't even uh, processing, generally. Ooh, and so you make oils. 
No, uh, you've got to process the plant. You got to trim and oh, buck yeah, and totally. all that kind of stuff. And then Bucket. farm help, farm help, fertilizing and nice. helping with the grow and all that. It's fun. It's fun being around mm-hmm. a marijuana. I, I can say that now. I couldn't say yeah, that then. Seriously, no. We we <laughs> met a person who has a a farm like around here, or like a completely legal farm. And like being around, it's like whoa. It's kind of fun to see like all the buds on the plants and stuff. Yep. And like they're all outdoors. And you go indoors, and the lights are really bright. And you're like, no, show me the outdoor plants. Like, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I grow my own. I grow two. Nice. At a time, just for my own personal use. How cool is it that you can say that? Publicly? Oh, dude, it is so awesome. And no one can do like, a single it, thing. I never thought this would happen in my entire life yeah. because all the years of like sneaking weed and picking seeds out of it and all that crap. Like the world is so but different it was now. Somehow funner, wasn't it? Now that leads legal, it's like it loses that. Like it's like there was a daredevil aspect a daredevil that I kind of missed. And like a badass aspect of it. You know, like, when, oh, look at when this. your mom calls you and asks you what it's going to be like if she goes into the dispensary, it's just not as cool anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh, it's although, like damn, I got. A good laugh out of that. I bet <laughs> it's gonna be really it's intense. Gonna be chill, mom. Don't worry. It's like super clean. Most of them are almost clinical. Yeah. What you're gonna want to buy is an edible around a hundred milligrams, <laughs> right? Minimum, yeah. and like, you're gonna want to take like, the entire look thing. For at Thirty once. to sixty percent THC yeah. somewhere in there is gonna be just fine. Ten hits minimum. <laughs> <laughs> she calls you up. Is time going slower for you too? <laughs> Can you help? No, you're nah, on your she, own. She Remember was... that time you grounded me? <laughs> I know, um. dude. It's been my lifelong dream to to make brownies for my mom without her knowing but i'm just i'm not the dose i like i've been dosed i'm not the dose somebody you've been dosed yeah on weed don't go to rainbow gatherings you might end up on acid you didn't ask for you've been dosed on lsd at a rainbow what was it like because i've always wondered like would I be able to detect it? Like, have I? If, if you dose someone who's never been on it, that's like literally that's really Satan. But if you've been on LSD even once or twice, you'd recognize it immediately. And I was walking into a, a rainbow yeah. gathering. It's like, still shitty because, like, oh, I had plans. Yeah. But it's like you well, know, you've been drinking all day. Like we were, we I go camping with my friends every year, yeah. and we were out in and the middle of the woods. Yeah, well, and I'd been drinking all day, yeah. and some dude rolled up, and he happened to be going to the rainbow gathering. Said, "Do you want to go?" And so I ended up going, and got there, and. About 30 minutes in, things started getting a little weird. I'm like, this is strange. But as we discussed, I have my experiences with psychedelic chemicals or entheogens, if you will. Yeah. And Trippies. and I started like, what the, what the hell is this feeling? And yeah. then, you know, the, the brain kicks in. And I'm like, I can identify this. I've done enough different things. What is this? And I'm like, I'm freaking a little bit because oh, I didn't yeah. ask for it. And I was a little. So how did that happen? Like someone like, like hey, they walked do you want up high and they just rubbed their finger on my lips like this and. Wow. And the near as I can tell, that's how they got it to me. That's fucking nutty. But like I said, I've been drinking all day. My memory wasn't great anyhow. Like, yeah. I was a clear target. Like, Dude. somebody could have fucking date raped me and I wouldn't have known. Coming down was... from alcohol and coming up on yeah. any sort of psychedelic would literally be a nightmare. It's like, I'm dehydrated. I'm tired. Right. And then you're coming up. You have to have all this Yeah, energy. and I've been in the woods for three days. So, like, my, oh, my, my understanding dirty. society and shit is yeah, weird. what the fuck's <laughs> going on? I mean, had you taken a shower in three days? Or you literally, like, sweaty? Literally, we, we go out like uh, miles off the road in the fucking dead ever. woods. It was doing what out there? We just hang out. Where do you think the orgies happen? <laughs> hang out, shoot guns, you know, do Fine. organ stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> organ stuff. But yeah, like, and my friend who had gone with me disappeared, and then I heard his voice across. The, you know, it felt like a hundred years. You've been on acid. Yeah. Time warps. Heard his voice, leapt up, ran across this crowd of people, grabbed my friend. He has this giant fur coat he wears to festivals to this day i swear he was wearing it he swears he was not he's like take me home you're saving my life somebody fucking dosed me him i'm on acid too you want me to drive (laughs) he's like i got you and he takes me home and then i just like tripped around people that i was comfortable with for 12 hours however a dog did go missing while i was gone 
um, amazing story. Somebody found the dog on the road and started at Brighton Bush Hot Springs, or not Brighton Bush, at um, Cougar Hot Springs, yeah. going up every road, hollering, we found a dog, is it yours? Wow. I've been high for like five hours. Really when somebody nice comes up and runs into our camp, it goes, we have found a dog, is it yours? And my, bro- my brother, who was dog disappeared, goes, wow. fuck yes! It was, dude, it was the craziest night oh, of my Those are oh, some of the Lord. kindest people in existence. Someone who derailed those the rest people, of their night. Those Saints. people make up for the asshole that dosed me. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a good way of looking at humanity. So there's that long story. Yeah. We, okay, so if people make up for each other, good and bad, have you ever overall netted positive or negative experiences with people? <sighs> I fucking hate people, but I, I believe that, in all honesty, most people are directing for what they believe to be good. Yes. Um, that is unfortunate because it means that proud boys are doing what they think because they think it's for good. I'm proud to be a boy. <laughs> they, they believe that. It's fucked up. Yeah. They're very wrong. Yeah. But, but you know, I well, do. Well, again, they think they're right. Same yeah. With, In again. the end, I believe that people are out for what they believe is good. There are very few people that are literally straight out malicious. There yeah, are some. You know, like there's your Ivan Malats and there's your um, Ted Bundys and there's your those guys. They're just, you're just bad. Yeah. But... But it's a funny whole. thing that you would say, okay, and I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm literally non-political in any way, but it's fun to entertain ideas. You say Proud Boys are thinking, they're thinking they're doing what's best, but they're doing bad. And you assume they, they're doing bad because they're running on false information. But you have probably never met once. So you're running on information that other people get you, give you about what they're doing. So it's like, how do you know? Like, really, like, as soon as you get to the point where you, you're like, you'd be all surprised the how many people I've run into. In really? Oh, for me, it's like, I run into some straight up right, white supremacists. I grew up in the 90s. We had skinheads around and not just the modern. You know, I'm, I'm really proud of skinheads for getting their name out of the dirt because it is a working class group in, in essence. If you look into the history, that's where it comes from. They were not built as a racist organization. So they just Tyler happened C. in the Dones, middle 90s. Uh, but like, you live in Oregon long enough. Skinhead proponent. I'm, I'm really proud You of meet that. these people and yeah. you just do. You run into them. And they're them. just people who want yeah. the best. Yeah. And they, again, like I said, they think they are doing what's right. I'm, it's a weird thing. There's to a get lot to. of history that says what they think is right. Yeah. That says that they're not, and I'm gonna lay my my bet on the history. <laughs> it's just a weird point to get to when it's hard to blame anyone for anything they do. It's like, oh, they're beaten in childhood, or blah 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 blah, and then you're like, oh, oh they're a bad people, person today, yeah. and you're like, can I blame them? And then you get to this weird place in life where you're like, you can't really blame anyone for well, anything. This is they when ever it becomes do. about forgiveness. Yeah. You know, and the more you can forgive, the less you worry. Uh, and then Tyler's now we're now we're preaching. Now we're preaching your thing, right? What's my thing? <laughs> no worries. No worries, man. No. T- <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know you were born Australian until yeah. just now, did you? No worries, man. <laughs> no, I mean more. Yeah, I guess I am kind of that. As soon as you put that in my mouth, I was like, I was thinking you were preaching like almost Christianity. Like you got to forgive people, but it's not even forgive. It's like you want to get so charged as someone like, oh, that person mistreats their animal. It's like they grew up in a household where their parents were worst that animal. doesn't make me want they to think they're beat doing that good person any less however like if you're beating no. on your animal i want to beat on but you. it makes That's it so understandable you're beating on your kid i want to beat on you totally That's, but then you actually the look at the person like if you were to talk to them and be like they're doing better than what was done to them as a child yeah. so it's like how much how much gain in terms of positive can you expect one person to do in one lifetime it's like this multi-generational thing still really hard and it's like you want to blame them but then it's like you're blaming a victim a previous victim who's doing the best they can i was actually Fuck. talking to my sister about that just the other day about our mother and our relationship and her mother and her relationship and how like her goal my mother's goal was to not do what her mother did yeah excellent goal achieved um I'm not saying it was a perfect situation, you know. My mother and I get on pretty well. She was relatively supportive, but we spent the first 
15, 22 years of my life or so yelling at each other. Yeah. <laughs> it was not healthy. Yelling. Wow. It was not healthy. Uh, I've, yelling I've grown, man. I bet. <laughs> I have yeah, grown. You seem very nice. Um, but, but then my goal when I had my son was I'm not going to do it like my mom did. Ooh. I'm going to, I'm going to. Not you know, like your dad, like your mom. My dad was my pal. Like I didn't, like my dad, my parents divorced when I was young and I didn't move into my dad's house until I was like 16 almost. And so, like, I met him as a partially established human being. Yeah. You're pretty big. I met him under a totally different con. Yeah, context. He didn't have to go through all the crazy bedwetting and, like, screaming and trying and early puberty and all that shit that the mother had to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my dad and I are, like, we're thick as thieves, great mates. So you were just, like, unbelievably understanding and forgiving and chill about your kid. And then you guys are still friends. You said you meet we up with him are, My friend and I, or my kid and I, I it... People see our relationship, and some people will even call it unhealthy. Like, you're not supposed to be that friendly yeah. in a parent and child relationship. But we're like, nope, this is how it works for us. Yeah, smoke and weed, chill, yeah, fish. Exactly. Smoke a joint and go fishing, totally. You're not, you're not, you don't have to <laughs> yell at your kid, yeah. Exactly. And we just have a great relationship. And in all honesty, it's worked for me. I wouldn't recommend it for everybody. It's yeah. definitely not the easy path. You've been there but his whole life. But he's always talked. I've been. I'm his only parent. At what point did you switch from being a dad to a friend? At what age? It was always his dad. But you say you're his friend now. You're still his dad. Like you don't like correct him on things. He that still he's calls doing. me pops. Yeah, and I, mean, I tell him when he's fucking up. But you're yeah. like you're like good friends. <laughs> you said. Like you you just said that you had a really close relationship, like non traditional dad relationship, which Very, uh, alluding yeah. to the fact that you're pretty good friends. Yeah, but like you're not friends. Well, I guess maybe you're friends with like a twelve year old. But a twelve year old, you still have to give direction to. My kid is literally your age. Yeah, it's crazy. How can I not be his friend? Why? Yeah. What, what what age but divide says that I can't be? That's his friend? what I'm saying. When did that switch over? Like eighteen or twenty or like sixteen or like? Well, we like, were always pals in the beginning, yeah. but as he got older and his thoughts developed more, like because we were guidance. friends about it, yeah. like he could talk to me about like like what's this? Yeah. What's going on in this? Like the the birds and the bees talk was pretty chill at our house, kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. it was just a slow progression of. Of a, okay, now we're at the point that dad's going to go. Here's the condoms. They are in the medicine cabinet in the, the bathroom. This is pretty if much they disappear or I see them getting low, I yeah. will replace them. No nice. questions asked. You know those kind of things. And so it's just as the questions grew. Yeah. You know he was he was, <laughs> and now he's getting because he's your age. He's getting into philosophical shit. And he's like trying to get me into a deep conversation about the Mandela effect. I'm like, dude, seriously, that's just a construct of human minds. It's because we all believe something together that it happens. Yeah. And he's like, but I wanted. To, I'm like, I processed that too long ago. Getting in and that with you, yeah. kid. <laughs> but did you see the fruit in the loom uh, logo? It used to have a cornucopia, <laughs> right? You know, like stuff like that. Where it's like, oh my Berenstein god, Berenstein or Bernstein? Yeah, Bernstein Bear. <laughs> Which one is it though? Don't you think? And you're like, it's just a bunch of high people on the internet having fun drink and smoke more and you'll care less because your memories are a little jumbled yeah. anyhow it's so perfect you probably your kid probably grew up really well adjusted because you didn't like fear monger anything then you didn't fear monger sex you probably didn't fear monger drugs nope. you just nope. gave an adequate yeah whereas like yeah. most people who grew up was like weed's going to be this bad for you or mdma is going to be this bad for you and then they try it and they're oh, like no, i taught my kid everything that when person we're at country fair you open a can of coke you take two drinks out of it, you fill the rest of it up with rum, and then you walk around, nobody fucks with you when you're 14. That's so You know, <laughs> well, maybe he was 15, but... 21. But, like, he's on the country fairgrounds. Where the hell is he going to go? Yeah. What's going to happen? It's a big eight. It's yeah. A He'll be back in three hours. <laughs> exactly. He knows the place better than I do. I get stuck in the booth all day long. I never see anything outside till it's dark, and so I have no idea during yeah. daytime where the hell I am. Do you have a booth there? Or you like I did have a there? booth there, yeah. What booth was it? Um, like roughly number or where in the eight? Uh, lower end, right by the original dragon entrance that's nice. not the entrance anymore yeah 
um, but by the were original the people who turned uh, bracelets into um, necklaces, or what did you do? I made everything you would normally see made out of leather, and I used reclaimed R- inner tube. We've talked yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. So it was still like sexual objects or like no, anything? I, I mean, I would have a, a flogger or two in the back, but I sold <laughs> more. And this is what I sold at the at the kink shows is I sold more handbags and accessories. Then bracelets. floggers at a kink show? That's what I made and sold. Oh, that's funny. Like, there's a million flogger like, sellers there. Yeah. My niche was not selling them that. Well, it was like, here's a bag for your flogger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bag for your flogger. But the tire one, like a bike tire, would leave like a, a tire mark on you. It'd be so unique. It'd be your brand. Well, it's the inner tube, not the tire. The inner, but, it, oh. but it's, you know, people have that rubber fetish. They like the smell. It worked out great. I and, do not like the smell And of the rubber. design, some people really do. Some people love the smell of gasoline. Some people yeah, don't like point. the taste of cilantro. Some people like the smell They're of They're wrong, but, you know. Ah. <laughs> cilantro is this interesting thing, man, where I've never gotten into it. Every brood of ever had was cilantro and I'm like tastes like eh, not for me they say like there's soap. some genetic thing that oh, yeah soap. makes you taste it tastes like soap to some people I mean, yeah. and they say there's some genetic quirk about it yeah. but Kenzie will attest to me I don't like any vegetables at the end of the day. it's true I, he literally called me one time at like midnight he's like I haven't had a vegetable in months months he's like please I'm like, please this isn't healthy me, like, you're gonna get scurvy yeah. yo yeah I, I t- no, you get down with oranges. He's I get down with oranges. Oranges. Oh, okay. I sort of fruit <laughs> stuff like that, but I'm like, yeah, no. There's a certain amount of like, I was eating vegetables because I mean, like a person like me was I'm like, almost like just on the skinnier side of life my whole life. So I'm like, I need to gain weight. So any like stomach area that I fill up with like an empty calorie in my way of an empty calorie, which is no like fats or like the carbs or things that will gain me weight, I saw as useless. Whereas most people probably saw like sugar ice cream is useless. I saw like ice cream is like valuable. I'm like, oh. Because That'll you, help me toward Because your metabolism goal. processes yeah. so quickly. So I'm like That's all well and good until you hit your mid-40s, let me tell you. Yeah? Yeah. You show me a picture of you in your 20s, you're just like... Oh, dude, I was felt and trim yeah? and yeah. Damn, I guess I've only known you in your mid-40s. I like right. probably met you when you were 45 and now you're 48. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Very cool. I like so, that. So, yeah, I was small. I was I was like, I graduated high school, I wore a 30-waist pant. I wore a 30-waist pant until I turned 31 years old. Wow. I'm even 31. Yeah. Damn. And then I at 31, I went up to a 31. I was kind of crushed. Then I was like, ah, 31, 31. Makes yeah. sense. Fair enough. At what age did you did you start doing the musta- mustache twirl? That's been... Two weeks since I 10, 12 years ago, I think. Nice. 10, 12 years ago. I mean, I started trying when I was a kid. The amount of money like, you spent on beeswax. Oh, no, I had my own bees for a while. Did you? Yeah, I just, in fact, the mo- my, most recent, my most recent batch is the last of my my own personal beeswax. Wow. Is it difficult to have bees? It's difficult to have bees die. Oh, that'd be so yeah, rough. I get that. Like, Do you eat the honeycombs and everything? Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I used to go sit out next to the hive and just watch them buzz. And just sit there. Maybe sometimes I read, but most of the time I just sit, and they'd fly by me and buzz, and nice. and I called them because they're almost all female. So I, you know, I've got thirty thousand pets, and I named them all Honey. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Why'd you stop having bees? Because he died. Oh. I lost three hives. Oof. I lost three hives in two years, and I was like, ah, oh, man, I can't. I can't. Just why? get more, and then do you, yeah. Do you know why? It Colony happened? collapse. Yeah. I have a friend who's a master beekeeper, and he came over. He was like, you don't have mites or anything. It was just straight colony collapse. That's crazy. That's where bees are going. And that's, you know, like people that do it professionally, they lose tens and twenties and hundreds of hives, depending on how big their their organization is, every year. Like, But I will tell you. Good. Hashtag You've never seen anything funnier than a person at the post office handing you your box full of live bees. Oh. Because you had them shipped from somewhere. It'd be a blast. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. They're that a cage. You can see through it. They know what's in it. Yeah. They're like, 
Here you go, man. Sit on the table. Ah. And, yeah. You're like, ah, yeah. oh, thanks. Oh, it's good to see you, honey. See you wandering around. This will make a fine addition to my collection. It's funny. That's in many ways happened to me, but not exactly. Because I ordered uh, mason bees, which they don't sting. They're not the same. Yeah, we were and talking they about came that. came woken up. It was really depressing, man. Oh. But anyway, so I guess I know your pain. No, I'm yeah. kidding. Obviously, I had like 15 bees that I hoped like, made a hive. They just came out too early. It was too cold. They yep. had to know the flowers were out. And I was like, the season's oh. all weird. They don't know what to do anymore. Seasons anything right are now. weird, yeah. dude. Eugene is not doing super well in terms of we, plants. It, we just in the Pacific Northwest are getting going to have to get real used to a real different atmosphere. Yeah, way too hot, yeah. really cold. Yeah. Kind of mild winter, I guess. Last year, I guess not really hot, really cold. Last winter was pretty chill, which means I'm going to lose trees this year. Hopefully, it's not the one next to the power lines. Lose trees because the weather. What? Yeah, it just snows too much. Trees come down. Oh yeah, I thought you meant because of not enough. And water. I own my house. It's my problem, not like you, where like you call up the landlord and shit yeah. gets fixed. Call up the landlord. Like I'm like, yeah. all right, out. how much do I have on the credit card? Ooh, <laughs> it's crazy you know? to think about that. Another pro being a renter. I used to yeah. want to buy a house so bad that was like my only dream, and now I'm like, fuck I, that. I can't yeah. see how anybody your age even thinks that it's rational. There's no reasonable way we could like rent, buy a house. Rent well, costs alone would talk you out of it, right? Because rents are stupid. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, I, my kid just moved into a place, and I'm like, it's a criminal amount of money. Yeah. Absolutely criminal amount of money. It's whack. I mean, we're in a finisher state, though. I say it all the time. Like, this is where most people, like, oh, they retire here or they come here when they're doing well. But then if you start here, and it's like, okay, you have to leave all your friends and connections to go start in, like, a starter state where it's, like, way cheaper to live. Um, but like, if you grew up here, it's like, how do I try to make it's a finisher state? It's only the last state? 10, 20 years that we've been a finisher state. Only been Prior to that, 10, we were 20 years. I know. Yeah. And that's, so that's the world you know, but yeah. it wasn't like that. Like you used to be able to get shit pretty cheap and, and it was easy, easy to live here. Yeah. And now it's like, man. If you feel that way, why wouldn't you sell your house? If you're like, why would anyone young buy a house? Cause you I'm could only sell like nine and a half years away from paying it off. Nice. It's a good place to be. Right. And yeah. so a paid off house. Paid off house to paid off house. I would take out loans on a home improvement, put a roof on the thing finally. Hopefully the roof lasts as long as the loan is. You go see your house, you know. there's actually no roof right now. It's yeah. entirely possible. I mean, the thing's falling into the ground. Oh, like, uh, like <laughs> It was so built in 1928. Funny. What do you want out of it? Wow. You, you do. Wow. <laughs> You go, Damn. you go to like the your part of the thing, and it's just like a flat thing. Your entire house is like three stories underground. That'd be kind of cool. Very much would have what might happen. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a basement? There's an interesting yep. amount of houses around I here. Do have, have a basement? Basements. It's so it's weird. Crazy. Whereas like only every like this house doesn't have a basement. Well, this like, is where I'm happy about the climate change part because back when it used to rain a whole lot. My basement flooded every single year. Ooh. My basement floods floods like every third year so now. Reek of mold this is good. Yeah. What's that? Does oh. it still like reek reek? You give up. It you give like a up. basement, man. <laughs> yeah. You go down there, it's flooded. Uh, who the fuck cares this year? That's you why my back. sewing machine workshop, well, my sewing machine workshop for small machines, big machines is the living room. It smells like penetrating oil, the weed tent, and, and yeah. a basement, you know? It's a hot tub in the summer. You just leave the water in there. <laughs> right? Nah. You just, have, like, you just walk down in the basement. You have, like, these awesome, like, kind of, like, I have, like, the, the ceiling lights on in here. And it's, like, this nice, like, it's so, like, allergy-filled, <laughs> disgusting. Nice green, nice smooth. Nice green, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to have a basement. There's something spooky about it, but something also nice where it's I like you go down. It's cool. You know why you don't want a basement? Why? Because you put shit down there and you forget about it. And That's then you what have I just mean. more shit. As a renter, we got nothing. Exactly. It's spooky. spooky. I don't like Do you believe that. in ghosts? She believes in ghosts. And all the time, I'm just like, they're not real. You got to stop with that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. But with the caveat 
that it's not all Casper the Friendly Ghost and it's not fucking ghost hunters. Yeah. I believe that there is some kind of, I mean, we've talked about this before. There's something bigger than us. How do you us. remember what we talked about? That's like over a year ago. You said that Did multiple I podcast times. as like, well? Like the I'm memory like, locks some of this stuff. I don't remember anything I've talked about with any <laughs> guest ever for the most part. I'm like, I know roughly about you, but I'm like, whew. Well, we were talking. I couldn't remember the topic I covered yesterday on my own podcast. So like, yeah, it's got to sit for a little while and boil. Yeah. <laughs> you earlier in the show, yeah, I'm 46, the worst part, or 48, the first part of uh, getting older is memory. And then you tell me like oh, multiple dude. things that I'm supposed to remember. I'm like, I used to be a, oh, I'm fucked. I used to be a trap and I just, not anymore. Used to be, mm-hmm. oh, like a steel shop, and you remember yeah. everything. Like anything came in, I just, and, and. The mine. <laughs> and now it's like, I was trying to remember how to explain using modes instead of um, chords and key signatures in music yeah. the other day to somebody. And I was like, it's been so long. It was hard. Like I, I had to struggle through. I had to glance at Wiki. Yeah. You Ken- know? <laughs> Kenzie's learning guitar, and I'm kind of teaching her. And then I get to a place where I don't remember, and I'm like, Anyways, that's good enough for now. <laughs> and then, like, we this sh- when YouTube comes in, man. Yeah, she saw a piano, like, you like, like, saw it since learning guitar for the first time, and she's like, "This makes way more sense because it's like it literally does. laid out." Yeah. yeah. When a guitar, it's like it's there, so it's easy to make all the different chords. It yeah, but make, you can like, see scales sense. on a piano. Yeah, it's yeah. so confusing. Like he'll move it around, and he's like, "And this is the same as this one, and this, and this, and this." Yeah, like, like you just do the that bar chords up, and it's just a half step up every right. time. And it's like, but why? It's like. Because the way it is. <laughs> you know, like whoever invented a guitar could tell you, but yeah. Anyways. That's how it is in Western music. You go to Eastern music, sitar, you play quarter steps. Quarter like steps. That, so yeah. It's nutty. Wow. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. Like, part of you is like. Western music's all 12 tone theory, and, yeah. and Eastern music is a whole different world. Interesting cool. stuff. But so. yeah, we hit about an hour. Do you want to plug your stuff and, and like tell me the links to put in the description? Yeah, Text cool. Me later, but yeah. Um, Follow my, him on my Twitter. My two podcasts, one of which is on kind of hold right now, being this person. Which I was on um, twice. Yep. Tiger's been on twice, and the other one, Ruined Heroes, which is a rever- very irreverent and not for everyone, but all available on any podcast feed you want to dig up, dig it up on. Um, uh, other than that, you need a sewing machine fixed. Loop Solutions is your guy. Loop Solutions. And I think that's all I had to plug right so now. So you're gonna give me three links, kind of. It's so weird when someone. I don't asks have like a website for my my sewing machine business. There's no reason oh. to have a website. What I'm gonna show people on a yeah. website. Yeah, and same with like podcasts. It's like, okay, well, you're gonna give a link to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, like unless you have like one of those link trees where it's all in one. But it's like it's I just weird. have them both hosted on Squarespace. So I just give the direct oh, nice. internet link, and you Squarespace, can find the episodes rich bitch page. Life. I'm I'm WordPress. I'm the yeah. I'm the cheaper end. I, I'm I, I they're not paying me. I shouldn't have said anything. Thing. No yeah. plugs for people not that sponsored. aren't paying me. I mean, they're an ad on every YouTube video. <laughs> Fuck, you, you might be sponsored by them. Literally, it was like... easy. The downside is they limit you at 300 episodes. So Ooh, like, really? Yeah. Uh, what are you gonna do when you hit that switch over? And then oh, you gotta... we just start. We just like call it the back catalog. That's when we sounded crappy, anyhow. <laughs> so you're past 300 episodes with on that one, yeah. With Ruined wow. Heroes, we're way past 300. We're at three. I think three. I think we just recorded 365 or something. And you do like it that. once a week, so you've been doing it yeah. for six years. Four. Four. Four years. Bad at math. Um, or I'm bad at math, but I'm 156 days a year. Oh yeah. I guess I might be able to beat you eventually. If I'm at 120 and I do one every day for the next year or two, I'll, I'll beat you. (laughs) You'll pass me at the speed you go, man. You're going to pass me. But if you add my two podcasts together, you got some catch. There we go. And I do, (laughs) I mean, I take a one year break every other year apparently. So, I mean, with any luck, that'll be ending, but thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me again. Um, Yes. Always a pleasure. Kenzie's gonging us out of here. Peace. Love you, everyone. Oh, we have an official gong. We have an official gong This is what you do ending. when you give up editing. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Louder. Hit that shit louder. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Golden. That was a blast. That was fun. That was fun. Thank you for that. Thank you for redoing it four times. Hey, right. that was part of the fun for me. I'm serious. You should just.